All right, here we go. The next episode of the musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe out there. And, of course, it is a Friday edition of the podcast. So I hope you've got some great plans for the weekend. Some football. Enjoy the weather, hopefully. Hope you got some good weather. Chance to relax, spend some time with some friends and family, and do it. Do it. Do whatever it is that you like to do on the weekends. I sit here today, kind of feeling good. I guess feeling good. Um, for the simple fact that um, I'm very, very, very happy, I guess you can say, that the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Um, I have been a Rangers fan probably since the maybe the mid-90s. So for me, growing up in the 70s and 80s, it was always about the players for me. It was about the players. I mean, there were so many great players in, in Major League Baseball that um, if, personally, I just would rather watch them play than necessarily have um, a team. And if I had to say, you know, if you forced me to have to pick a team at that time, I would probably say, yeah, I would probably say it'd be the, the Red Sox. So at, at that time, you know, 10, 11, 12, I was playing for um, – a team in the local little league that was was the you know our team was the Red Sox. So I guess you know kind of that natural progression to the Red Sox and not having a, a pro team here in the five one five or anywhere in Iowa. You know it um, you really didn't have you know any local team to kind of root for, and the closest was either Minnesota to the north or Kansas City to the south or Chicago. And again, you know, I enjoyed, you know, watching the games that I could watch and, you know, not getting a lot of other, you know, opportunities. So mostly for me, it was in this area, would be probably Chicago games, Chicago Cubs primarily. Um, and then, you know, whatever Monday Night Baseball had. And so um, bringing back an, an oldie but goodie is the old Monday Night Baseball. And then also, you know, games of the week on the weekends. And so, for me, again, it was just whatever you could catch. Um, and then, um, you know, the Cubs games and really couldn't never found myself being a fan of the Cubs, even though I watched, you know, a few of their games to me again, me is just watching baseball, right? Love baseball, um, love playing it, um, enjoyed it. And, you know, so it was just more about the players. And then also, you know, the, whenever you got the Sports Illustrated, whoever they highlighted during the season or who was doing well or whatever. So there's just so many people. I mean, just too many to name, in fact, for me, of just players. So, at again, that portion of my life was all about just watching the players, right, and just enjoying the games and and seeing some of those, um, maybe some of those rivalries and things that play out. So, and, you know, there were a lot of good players all over the league, right? So, you know, there was – necessarily just concentrated to a few teams. So, again, it was just enjoyable to watch whoever was playing, I guess, that week.
you know, that you could catch on TV. So fast forward into the 90s and, you know, just um, can't explain it really, I guess. It's just, I, I kind of just enjoyed um, for whatever reason, just to follow them, um, get, you know, team down there in the Metroplex, um, again, nobody local here to us, um, just a bigger market, um, you know, and, and I guess too, being a, a Cowboys fan back in the seventies again, um, you know, so that was kind of the, I guess maybe some of the draw, but then started kind of following the team and, and, and learning about them and the players and, and whatnot. And, and then eventually when, when Nolan Ryan joined him, then for sure, that kind of solidified it for me. And then some of the other players that, that were um, great performers, uh, great players that came along. But I guess no, most notably is when you know, Nolan Ryan um, joined the team. So fast forward then now to 2010, you know, the team had, had done okay. Um, throughout the years, but not great. You know, I think they made the playoffs a couple of times, but just never really um, went anywhere. I think they were in first place actually the the year there that the that they had a strike, and so you know that was shortened. And um, but you know, really just didn't didn't do a whole lot. And, and when you felt like that they were going to put some things together and bring some players in, then you know, just again, it never really developed. They just didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle, and so you know, they would, they would do well for a little bit or have some, you know, decent runs, um, always did well offensively, but just really struggled with pitching. And so it was always kind of that struggle with them, you know, until 2010, 2011, when they, you know, went to the world series back to back. So for them, or for me, for watching them is, you know, that struggle throughout those years. Um, but again, having some great players, they brought in some some you know good players that you th- would have thought that hey this is going to be the some of the keys this is going to help them you know um, in the field or offensively so th- you know there was going to be this opportunity for them to maybe make those next steps and and continue to push their way through the playoffs and make it in a series never really happens again until like I said 2010 2011 time frame uh, and then they end up losing right so you know, heartbreaking losses there. And, you know, really thought this was their chance. This is where time and again, never really materialized and, and, you know, just came up with against some, um, better teams, obviously, you know, in, from the national league and, and, uh, just could never get it done. And from then on, and it just was kind of, dis- you know, dismal for them. Right. Again, you know, have some decent runs, maybe, um, but more bad than good, um, and lost a lot of games and kind of was, you know, um, middle to lower part of the pack of the, of the AL West for many years and just really became, I guess, just, you know, um, upsetting, I guess you can say bothersome just because they just could never really get things back together, really struggled in the front office, really struggled, on the field, trying to, you know, get things put together, trading away some great players from time to time, just really not getting anybody, you know, to develop and, and ones that they would bring in just weren't, would never really develop or pan out. And, and so it just was really miserable for quite a few years. And finally, 
here uh, this year, it seemed like that was when they finally got things turned around. And again, having terrible years, 100, 100 and some odd losses uh, two years ago, lost a lot of games last year. Um, so it's just, it was, you know, difficult to follow them. And, and with all the other garbage going on and, and all the um, wokeness and everything, it just really kind of soured me on MLB anyway, um, even though the Rangers didn't really participate in a lot of that stuff. But, you know, again, with them being uh, lousy and MLB just kind of becoming a joke, um, it just made it even that much more easy not to follow it. And and the other thing is, is that, and what I think is a, a problem with the MLB is that, you know, who, it's hard, okay, it's hard to want to sit down and watch a game in, you know, on a beautiful summer day, spend four or five hours of your day in front of the TV when you could be outside doing something else, right? So that challenge of the long season that they have and then having it during the summer when, you know, if it's a nice day, you want to be outside doing some things, you'd rather not be in the house watching the game, at least me personally, you know, just makes it that more more of a challenge to try to, you know, keep an, keep up on those things and watching games. But they finally get the piece of the puzzle. They finally bring in some good pitching. They finally get a manager that knows what they're doing, a guy who's beat them before in the World Series in Bruce Bochy. And so still, though, for me, you know, it's just that kind of really didn't want to get into mostly involved in it because invested in it because you just didn't know what well, you had that ex- I had that expectation of that they were going to just do like they've done every other year and just falter down the stretch right just, just you know spit the bit uh, and but yeah it was still kind of fun to kind of keep an eye on them and, and watch them do well watch them win some games you know uh, just jump out to a huge lead out in the west you know in the division um, and then falter again and, and fall apart. And you thought, well, here it is, you know, bottoming out, um, drop back to third in the division and, and just, you know, their old ways. But they were able to keep it together. They were able to um, finish well enough to make it into the playoffs and then just had a, an awesome playoff run. But again, all along, I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I kept waiting for them to – you know, falter and, and lose, but, you know, they beat Baltimore and uh, going to Baltimore and beat them, which, you know, which had a had a great season and a great team there out in the in the AL East. Go down and, and um, you know, beat Sweep Tampa. Again, another great team out there in the East, had a good year. Uh, swept Tampa and then beats Houston, and, and now they're in the World Series. And you're like, okay, so this is good, but still, you know, now they got to beat uh, Arizona. Um, and then as you know, each game kind of went along, you're still kind of nervous. And it wasn't until, you know, when they scored, uh, late in uh, game six that, um, they really felt comfortable and, and, and honestly the final out and, and, you know, then I come to the realization that, uh, that they were going to do it. So it's just interesting for me is that, you know, it's, it didn't want to get over overextended, overexcited, overly emotionally invested in it because you just kept waiting for it. And I just kind of had that sick paranoia, paranoia f- feeling, um, a feeling of paranoia, I guess, or just fear um, that they were, you know, not going to finish this thing out, but they did. And so to me, it's just, it is a good feeling, Um to see them finally succeed at that. And one of the 
only I think it was was six now five teams to not win a World Series, and so to get that off their back, but to see that team um, succeed and do all the things right and win that championship is just very gratifying to me. Um, because again, you know, being a, a fan with the, for, for them for so many years, and again. Um, you know, like not being a bandwagon, you know, right? I've talked about that, not being a bandwagon fan, but, um, and just picking whoever's hot right now. Um, but to, to, to stick with them through some of the, the lowest points and the lowest times and, and some of the worst baseball in, in history, uh, even within the organization is, is, I think is just that, uh, making this that much more special when they when they have um, finally now won it, and I can understand too. Then when um, people that are that are live in a city that uh, like you know Arlington or Dallas area, the the Metroplex that um, have a team like that that is um, you know been there and they've been through the rough times and and live that out on a daily basis because it's on the news, it's on the radio, and it's everywhere, the newspaper, and it's everywhere online and around you. And then also that that team that's just down the road having success, right, uh, you know, um, within the state having success, uh, just can see where there's so much excitement and so much elation over this championship and and it's just that kind of relief now too and that feeling of again that accomplishment um, that no other team has been able to do from that organization and like I said they've had some great teams and some great players over the years Um, but we're never able to get that winning combination to 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 finish it out to see it through so I think this one's going to be definitely enjoyable for a long time and and um, just that idea that um, an organization like that and 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 I'm sure you know I, I know there's other teams that have had similar stories right that um, have had a lot of success and um, but finally break through and win that championship and and can can completely understand where their excitement comes from. But enough on that. Now it's going to change gears here and and go completely opposite. Seems like direction. But it's something that I've been thinking about a lot the last couple of days and last week or so. Um, Really wanted to kind of highlight and discuss some of the things or talk about some of the things surrounding the situation in the Middle East and, and especially well and, and without and within the whole world, this idea of people being anti Israel, anti Jewish and I and I understand that not everybody necessarily that, that maybe lives in and I and Maybe just my ignorance, but you know, um, and not not knowing, I guess what what that reality is, is in that there may be there are some people that are 
probably that do live in Israel that are not Jewish. And so sometimes that hatred maybe is just um, directed toward the country that of in itself. But to me, it's that's a small percentage of it. The biggest portion is, I think, is, is just the anti-Jewish sediment. This um, idea that... Um, People want to see their destruction. And so I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit, but then I thought, well, okay, but there's something even bigger, better, more important to discuss, and that is this, that I firmly believe that there is some biblical... Um, Revelance, I guess, maybe to what is happening. Um, not necessarily specifically, but there is some um, definite connections because of the Bible talking about people warring against Israel um, and um, the Jew- Jewish people. And and there are some that are, you know, pointing to potential signs of the end times. <clears throat> and I will tell you this, that, that I don't know for sure, and they don't know for sure, because, again, the Bible tells us that no man knows, you know, when the end is going to happen. There will be signs, yes, but there may have been signs in the past and knowing that and saying that, that means that therefore we don't know um, the relevance of it because there has not necessarily been anything else progressing that we that can point toward that. And again, there is specific things that will happen at some point in time. So, for anybody to say that there is any you know um, connect the dots type particular things to point to, I think it's. Um, not scripturally based, and um, you know, it's kind of a bit of um, maybe heresy per se. And so, what what I feel like that is is important. What I th- the thing that I want to point to is this: that what ultimately matters is is whether or not. Um, someone is a believer, a Christian, a person who's accepted Christ as their Savior. Okay? That is the that is the ultimate and most important thing about all these things that um, may or may not be happening. And and that is that is the whole premise, I think, of. What the Bible, the New Testament, I guess you can say, is is about is is that um, coming to salvation, to um, belief in Christ and belief in God, and accepting again Christ as your Savior. And I believe in my heart that that is the most important thing and that these things 
these evil things that are happening and are going to happen, right? And the ultimate demise of the world or the fact that somebody would pass prior to this happening, okay? Prior to this happening, we'll be insured of, of spending eternity in heaven with Christ. And that's, that is the goal, I guess. That's what I should have been saying all along, is that that is the ultimate, is to spend eternity with God, with Christ in heaven. And so, therefore, um, these things are less impactful to the believer, Now, this is not, what I'm saying is not going to solve all of our earthly problems. It's not going to guarantee that we won't have any earthly problems. That is not true. Um, But having that belief and faith allows us to endure those difficult times. And there are many that are are going through difficult times right now. Um, And it's, it's either financial related or it is related to health situations or whatever it is. Um, But I see that in social media where people are genuinely concerned about folks and are um, extending out um, lifelines to people to try to help them out so that they don't fall into such um, hopelessness and despair that they decide that they want to take their own life. And there is some of that. There's always ha- we've always had some of that, but it seems like during certain times it gets a little bit more worse, right? Around financial crises and and whatnot. And so, from from this aspect of that, and having a hope, having faith, and a belief in God, and a belief that this life is temporary, and that eternity is eternal. And that these these things are temporary that we deal with. And I know personally the times that I have went through difficulties and didn't have faith or or lost my faith in in, the, in God during that time. You know, it, it, those things became more pressured, more heavy weight upon me, and. I look back at those times now and, and I'm ashamed and I'm saddened by my reaction and how I handled those situations, trying to take care of it on myself, by myself and not relying upon God. And it's a miracle. It is a God thing that my that I was able to make it out through those things on the other side um, because they were they were some very dark times. Very difficult times, <laughs> but <clears throat> excuse me, but I guess there had to have been some shred of belief or faith um, because that's the only thing they can say that got me through. And so that is the important message for everyone to uh, to understand to take away from these things, yeah, that there are difficult times. There is war 
in the world. There is uh, hard times with health and finances and so many that are, are, are poor and needy. And uh, don't know how they're going to pay their bills or make it through the next week or next day or whatever it is. And so having having God, a, a higher power, and, and that's not just hyperbole and not, I'm just saying that he is. He is greater than us. He is more powerful than us. And having him to bring our problems to is a sense of hope. And so I pray that you have the opportunity, if not, if you haven't already, to seek him out and to accept him into your life and and to take time to read the Bible and read about who God is and who Jesus is and why he came to the earth and died and rose again and is alive today. And what his purpose and mission was when he was on the earth and what it is today as he sits at the right hand of God. And understand that, again, like I've said before, that this world is temporary. This life is temporary. And those that are trying to spread evil that are going to, that are trying to spread hate and evilness throughout the world are going to at one point come up against the power of God when he unleashes the heavens and decides that it is time then those of us that know him uh, and are his children are going to be prepared and understand the what it, you know the end times and for for us to be able to know that this again life being temporary that there is an eternity with him and that is the number one goal priority over everything else that is negative and evil in the world. And that's how we, it's combated. Yes, it's going to, there's going to be this continued time of evilness and sadness and sickness and death. But one day it will be no more. So I challenge you to seek out scriptures to seek out God and and seek out him and Jesus 
that's all I've got for you for this week. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe, staying healthy out there. And until next time.